We've all heard it before. It's who you know. Welcome to Social Capital, a weekly podcast that dives into social relationships and why the investment you put into them is so important. Your host, Lori Hybe, will connect with industry-leading professionals and dive into their networking experiences and expert advice. Hey, everybody. Lori Hybe here. Welcome to the Social Capital Podcast. Our show notes are found at socialcapitalpodcast.com. LinkedIn is the channel that you're going to find me on. Make sure that you send a note with your connection request that references social capital. I definitely want to hear from you. I want to hear who your favorite guest has been and if you've got any recommendations for someone who should be on the show. Social Capital Podcast is sponsored by Keystone Click, a strategic digital marketing agency hosting bi-weekly educational webinars. Check out more at keystoneclick.com forward slash webinars. This week's guest is Lindsay McMillian Steeman. She is the principal and owner of McMillian Consulting. Lindsay believes in the power of influence and is a connector to the core. As a national and international speaker, writer, and prospecting trainer, her expertise is founded on equipping successful professionals and teams to profitably connect with purpose on LinkedIn. She has worked with thousands of people to help them drive millions in revenue. Lindsay believes teaching should be practical so that learning is actionable. Love that. She loves helping her clients win. Lindsay, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Lori. I am thrilled to be here. I'm very excited because LinkedIn is probably one of my favorite social media channels and I spend a lot of time there and as I imagine you do as well. So I'm sure you're going to have some juicy information to share with with not only me, but all of our listeners as well. So let's dive into this lovely platform. Um, You know, building relationships is all about establishing trust. So how do we go about building trust on LinkedIn? Uh, So, you know, I always talk about how LinkedIn is this powerful online tool, right? But at the end of the day, um, business and networking and connecting has always been social, um, even before the internet existed, right? Uh, Shaking Mm -hmm. hands, kissing babies, following up to people, knocking on doors. So I like to just remind people that, um, and part of this is just to let down the sometimes anxiety and fear that comes with using a powerful tool like LinkedIn. Um, So many things that I say and teach to uh, speak about this tool being really similar to what you would do offline in many ways. So uh, how do you build trust on LinkedIn? You do it just like you would offline. So you have to think about your reputation. So when you think about your reputation offline, and the credibility that you have, you want to make sure that that's mirrored online, specifically through your LinkedIn profile. LinkedIn loves keywords, just like Google does. So the more you can strategically, keyword strategic, because there are certainly wrong ways to do this, but when you can strategically completely build out that LinkedIn profile with keywords, you're actually increasing your likelihood of coming up in a search result on the platform. So uh, not to mention, many people do not know this, but if you were to Google somebody's name, Uh, LinkedIn and Google love each other. So there's a really high likelihood that if it's not the first result, the second or third result on that first page is going to be that person's LinkedIn profile. And people do not have to have a LinkedIn account to see your profile because it's public. So I always like to really emphasize, you'll notice 
anytime I'm on a podcast or speaking at a conference or teaching my clients, I always talk about remembering the foundation of any success on LinkedIn is going back to your LinkedIn profile. So the other thing I like to incorporate here is authenticity, right? My uh, motto for McMillian Consulting is connecting with uh, purpose. And when you're connecting with purpose, as it relates to LinkedIn, what does that mean? Well, it means personalizing your outreach, following up uh, to start a conversation, getting offline. And many people are like, what, what, <laughs> right? Don't you want to stay in LinkedIn all the time? Um, sometimes parts of the conversation can be in LinkedIn. Uh, but Lori, I mean, even you and I, we connected on LinkedIn, but then we came offline into the conversation we're in today. So mm -hmm. at the end of the day, we're all in the human to human business. And so we really want to think about just being authentic, connecting with purpose, personalizing our outreach, following up, asking people if they want to uh, have a conversation offline to continue, um, you know, the discussion that was started. So I think of reputation, I think of op, uh, authenticity, I think of generosity. So we have to be servants of our knowledge and our networks. And what I mean by that is you are, Lori, an expert in marketing and um, many things in advertising. You and I were recently speaking about marketing automation mm -hmm. and yep. so many things that um, I have no idea about, um, <laughs> but some that I do. And so it's this idea that you are very intentional, as am I, with sharing our knowledge with our networks on LinkedIn. Um, and what I always say when I think about generosity on LinkedIn, it's not just about being a good steward and a good servant of your knowledge, but it's also about recognizing when others do the same. It's also about um, being generous with your network and introducing people. I loved in your opening comment, hey, if you know anyone else who should be a part of this podcast in the conversation, let me know, right? And we have to tell people that so that they do think of us when uh, they, they think of someone in their network who's a great speaker who should be interviewed by you on their podcast. So reputation, authenticity, generosity, absolutely uh, important. And then lastly, I would say amongst, I'm sure, hundreds of other things, if not, you know, is, is consistency. Mm -hmm. So um, one client uh, uses, so I love this story because he goes into LinkedIn uh, and he said he learned this from me. And, and I was like very flattered by this because these are some pretty awesome results. So he goes into LinkedIn. He, he's very consistent every Sunday and Thursday. Now I'm going to put a little disclaimer asterisk by this and that it's not that Sunday and Thursday are the right time for you or for me or for, you know, the, the listeners to, to be inside of LinkedIn, but this just so happened to be his cadence. So Sundays and Thursdays, he would go into LinkedIn and on average, the specific activity that he was doing in LinkedIn would yield him six appointments per week of which he would close three on average. So he's a really good sales guy, right? So 50% wow. success rate is pretty yeah. darn good, I would say. Um, but the cool thing about those six appointments is that that was on top of what he was already doing in his business to, to grow his business. So he was using LinkedIn as an additive, as a supplement to enhance his already successful uh, growing business. So, um, and what he says to me when he shared that was, Lindsay, it's because I'm consistent, right? Mm -hmm. It's because I'm disciplined. And so uh, another way to think about consistency is, is showing up, showing 100%. up often so you're top of mind. Absolutely. All of those are fantastic. And, and they I resonate with me on, on many levels. 
Um, let's talk about ROI and specific to the advertising that's available on LinkedIn. How, how can you go about getting that? Oh, so this is a really fun question because I uh, flip it on its head. You know, I'm asked this pretty often throughout the course of a year. Oh, Lindsay, I'm interested in um, spending some of my ad dollars in LinkedIn. And what I would say is that perhaps if you're a really large corporation or enterprise, you can get away with dropping some pretty big bucks on LinkedIn advertising. But generally, there is truly a laundry list of items to get done in order for that spending to uh, to actually have some ROI, meaning um, what you might think of as a quick fix uh, with LinkedIn advertising um, doesn't really work that way. So a few examples of that those laundry list items can include um, brushing up and, and, and cleaning up those LinkedIn profiles of yourself and your team members, making sure you have a company page, making sure that uh, the individuals in your organization have um, networks that include, you know, people that you want to do business with, um, making sure you're posting content consistently across your individual profiles and your company page. I mean, I think that was like four or five things just right off the bat, right? So how do you get an ROI from your LinkedIn advertising, it's making sure that you're set up well for success uh, because LinkedIn is looking at all of those little pieces and not just saying, hey, biggest bidder, you know, wins, wins the honeypot. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, I agree 100% with that. Um, let's talk about your favorite LinkedIn feature. I mean, there's so many of them and they keep coming out with new ones. What, which one is your favorite? Okay, so I actually am not sure what year they released this. I want to say it was mm, last summer. I, let's call it within the last 12 to 18 months. And the feature that I absolutely love is setting an away message. Setting an away message on LinkedIn. Uh, many people have no idea that that's even a feature. And it's a feature that you only get access to with LinkedIn Premium. Now, okay. when people hear LinkedIn Premium, um, that's kind of the 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 umbrella, but underneath that umbrella, you have multiple options. So there are four, as of the recording of this podcast, right? As of the release of this podcast, there are four um, LinkedIn individual subscriptions um, that you can invest in for yourself. And mm -hmm. um, even on the lowest uh, paid subscription, which is career, and it's roughly $30 a month, you get access to set an away message. So a few reasons I love this. One is because I don't want to look like a jerk, Lori, if you send me a message and I don't respond to you within sure. the blank amount of time that I'm out of, out of the office, right? So you get a little ping back immediately, just like out of office on email works that says, uh, you know, I'm unavailable. Now, the other reason I love it, which I do this with my, my email as well, is uh, leverage this as an opportunity for a little commercial or promotion. So I include a postscript on my uh, LinkedIn away messages when I use them, that includes one of my free guides. So um, I mentioned a few moments ago that this is a feature uh, you only get uh, if you are paying for LinkedIn. And so uh, one of the things I want to share with your, your listeners is uh, going back to what I mentioned in the beginning of our chat, which was the reputation, right? So I've got a free guide um, that anyone who's listening can get access to if they go to linkedintoit.com forward slash free profile guide. So linkedintoit.com 
forward slash free profile guide. It's uh, about a seven or eight page guide of um, how to prepare, build, and launch your LinkedIn profile. Because here's the thing, right? Like similar to advertising in many ways, Lori, I mean, you could spend all the money in the world on LinkedIn, but it goes back to that really key foundation. It's that if you don't look reasonably intelligent and you haven't intentionally built your LinkedIn profile the right way, nobody's going to respond to you. Nobody's going to engage with you. So that pre, uh, free profile guide is a great place to, uh, to get started. Great. And we'll include that link to that guide in the show notes out as well. Um, yeah, I, I didn't know about that, but I'm not paying for the feature. So um, I think that's a fantastic use of that in, in offering something for free while, while they're kind of waiting for you to come back from vacation or whatever it is that you're doing, you're stepping away from. Um, love that. All right, Lindsay, this is a great time to call, pause for a quick message from our sponsor. Social Capital is sponsored by Keystone Click. Located in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Keystone Click is a strategic digital marketing agency focused on helping their clients generate and nurture opportunities online. For Social Capital listeners, they've created an awesome Guide to Profits booklet featuring 42 tips on how to build brand awareness, generate leads, and nurture those opportunities online. Visit keystoneclick.com backslash profits to download your own guide today. Lindsay, you know as well as I do that networking is an extremely important word, although it can be scary and have some sort of fear that is invoked in some individuals. So my goal is to really alleviate some of those fears with this show. So can you help me do that by sharing with our listeners one of your favorite networking stories or experiences that you've had? Absolutely. And I love this question. And I just love the the premise of, of your podcast and of your show, because um, I've got a story that went from awkward to awesome. <laughs> and uh, it's actually when I was in college, and it's made such a, a really powerful impression on me that I believe it changed the trajectory of my career and how I was networking and meeting people in my business community and as a professional. So when I was in college, I I don't think I even knew what a networking event was, but (laughs) it just so happened that I was in the, uh, in the business school and they were hosting a a networking event to actually teach us what it was and how to do it. Mm -hmm. So I show up to this event and you can imagine, right? Like go back to your late teens, early 20 year old self. And it was incredibly awkward and nothing was happening at, in this room of, you know, 20 or 30 students, nothing was happening. We knew that it had a start time. So we're looking at our watches, right? I don't think I even had a cell. No, I had a cell phone then I had a cell phone. So I probably looked at my phone and I'm like, why isn't this thing starting? Well, I look over and there is, uh, a gentleman standing in the corner of the room. And, you know, I'm sure many of the other students saw him and presumably maybe he was a professor, you know, observing the the students. And um, so I just walked over to him, right? Because I actually intended on asking him what was going on. So I walked over to him standing in the corner. I stuck out my hand to introduce myself. He put his hand out and handed me a $20 bill. And he actually introduced himself as the event speaker. And so the lesson of that impressionable story is that um, 
I, the most important person in the room might be the person standing awkwardly and uncomfortably in a networking event. And so as we brush off our in-person networking skills, and I, I frankly think this can be translate virtually as well as we think about, you know, doing Zoom events uh, virtually and, and going into breakout rooms, is be the person who, who speaks up first. Because if you're all there for a common goal to meet other people, um, to me, that just really lets down the guard and, and discomfort that might be able to, you know, that sometimes comes with showing up at a networking event, but yeah, I got 20 bucks out of it. And, and turns out he happened to be the most important person in the room. Wow. The $20 is a little baffling to me, but um, <laughs> that's a really good, uh, I guess, uh, trinket of information. I mean, really just don't judge a book by its cover, right? You never know um, who's, you never, you don't know. And so, you know, treat everyone the same way, regardless of who they are, what they're wearing, how they're standing. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a fun story. Thanks for sharing that. Absolutely. Um, you know, so regardless of the size of your network, it's still really important to nurture your relationship. So how do you stay in front of and, and best nurture your network or your community? Yeah, I, you know, I really think it's important to meet them where they're at and and stay in front of them in multiple ways. So yes, I'm a professed LinkedIn expert. LinkedIn Lindsay is kind of my, my tag name. And um, but when I say this, I, I really mean it. I've got a 17 or 18 point checklist that I share with clients that I train on how to use LinkedIn more productively and profitably. And, and you can imagine that those 17 to 18 points aren't all on LinkedIn. So that's kind of the irony is that we have to remember to use multiple communication channels when we are networking and staying in front of our networks and growing our networks. Um, so picking up the phone, following up via email, uh, attending a local event, um, seeing if they're on other platforms like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, and meeting them where they're at. So because that's generally going to be the place that they are most comfortable, right? And so. I think to me, that's the most important thing is not getting uh, too um, blinders on tunnel vision of, of getting so strict and stuck on a specific platform. It's, it's using those other channels to connect with people. I love that. I think that's a brilliant way to do that is to maximize the touches and the reach to really stay in front of someone. So how would you, um, what advice would you offer that business professional is really looking to grow their network. You kind of touched on that with your, you know, you never know who you're talking to, but anything else to offer? Yeah. So I came up with this little term. Uh, I've been talking about it for years and finally coined it as the who pie. So W-H-O, the who pie. And I'm, I'm going to speak about LinkedIn specifically, right? Because uh, it's a platform we both love and it's where I, the sandbox, I always say I play and stay in. I don't touch any other social platform out there. And so when you think about your existing LinkedIn network, so that's your first degree connections, I want you to think about a, a pie, your who pie. And so about 85% of your first degree connections should be people who you authentically know professionally. Um, so here are a few ideas of, of who those people might be. They could be um, 
current colleagues of yours at the current company you work at. Um, they could be people you previously worked together with. They could be people you've done business with, people you met at, a, at an event, people you went to college with. They're your clients, your vendors, your connections. And, and essentially, this portion of your network should be people who you can introduce to each other. And then I think there's this other 10% of your network that can be who you don't know yet. Okay. So this is where that, that growth actually comes into play. So you're, you're connected to about 10% or so of people who you don't know yet, but you're using LinkedIn as an entry point with the intention of getting offline to schedule the phone call or the Zoom or the in-person meeting. So it is okay to be first degree connections with people on LinkedIn who you don't know yet, but you're connecting mm -hmm. with them with the intention of getting to know them so that they become in or, or essentially transfer over to that 85% of your hoop pie. So yeah. I've had, right, I've had countless clients. I, I love this. I mean, I teach them this idea and I've had countless clients turn that 10% people they don't know yet, but they want to know into clients, referral sources, candidates in their interview process, and um, even friends, right? So I think it's really amazing um, the opportunities that can arise when you nurture the social proximity of your existing LinkedIn network. Um, and I'll end if you're doing the math, quick math, right? There's this other 5%. And to me, those can be your friends and family, right? So here's the disclaimer. It's super important. Um, this 5% that can be friends and family need to rep them, represent themselves professionally, all right. So both of my sisters are attorneys in the DC, Maryland area. And while I don't do business with them directly, they're my sisters. So, you know, I'm okay to be connected with them on LinkedIn because they may know people who I need to meet. But of course we have to be mindful of those family members who are not using LinkedIn, perhaps professionally, um, because if you engage with their activity, that activity is publicly visible. So Similar to before, I'll say it again, it's okay to be connected with your professional friends and family members. But but to me, Lori, that 10% uh, of, of the who pie is really where the opportunity is to, to grow. Yeah, it's a great way to, to position that. I have a small tangent. I'm going to uh, just get your perspective on this. Yeah, so please. My, my sister and I are both in the professional space. We have different last names because we're both married. Um, and but we don't necessarily tell people that we're sisters. And I'm just curious if you do that, just because we find the referral is stronger when it, we don't say, oh, my sister can do that for you. Or, you know, like, I don't know what. Oh yeah. That? I mean, if it, no, if it comes up in conversation, share away. Right. I think the, the power of leveraging our network is doing it in the most uh, efficient way possible. So sure. If it, if it comes up, share away, but otherwise I, if it's, has it worked? Is it work? But, it's yeah, worked? we we don't we don't say that we're sisters. Yeah, I know. I think that's it's, totally fine. Yeah, 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 it does. It does, and people are surprised. And I just think it's, I don't know. We both agree that saying that somewhat devalues the the referral, um, even though we both know that we're damn good at what we do. So oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right? It it could. It, here's what I always say, and you know, if it's working, keep doing it. If it's not working, pivot, right? So sure. um, it, it keeps working. So keep doing it. It's all, it's, it's oftentimes <laughs> yeah. like if when we, we do something and it works and then we stop doing it and we wonder why it stopped working. It's like, well, cause you stopped doing it. So yeah, yeah. like keep, yeah, keep exactly. rolling with your sister. I think that's awesome. 
<laughs> um, all right, here's the fun one. If you could go back to your 20 year old self, what would you tell yourself to do more of less of or differently with regards to your professional career? Oh my gosh, this is so easy for me not to take myself so damn seriously. I mean, I <laughs> was, and I still struggle with this. And I think I'm also just learning to embrace that. I do tend to be a little more serious and I, you know, I blame it funny enough. I kind of blame it on my sisters. They're much closer than age. So, uh, in some ways I, you could look at our, our family tree and think, Oh, Lindsay's an only child, but, but here's the deal. So I didn't have anyone to banter with. My two sisters are incredibly sarcastic. And I was like this serious child that, you know, is black and white and, and you and I know, and your listeners know life is not black and white. And we have to take a deep breath and like shrug our shoulders and just relax sometimes. So I would definitely say, um, not taking myself so seriously. I mean, I could, go on uh, a tangent on all the stories, professionally speaking, where, um, yeah, I just took myself a little too seriously. <laughs> oh, the joys of reflecting back. Isn't yes. Fun? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Lindsay, I'm going to give you the opportunity to interview me. What is something you'd like to ask me? Oh, yes. Okay. So I've been, I've been wanting to ask you this since meeting you, and that is as a graduate of Goldman Sachs, 10,000 small businesses. I would love to know what is, and I'm putting it on the spot here, right? That's like the nature of an uh, interview, yep, but what's yep. one of the biggest influences that that program has made on the growth of your business? Oh, wow. That is, that is big. Um, influences the program made on my business. You know, I think there was a number of what's the word, like activities that we did throughout the program that I really implemented into um, not only with my team, but also some of our clients. And it just kind of shifted the whole perspective of how we look at what we're doing and how we're communicating things. And the experience, I, the experience is probably one of the biggest takeaways actually is put a lot of emphasis on the experience that my team and our clients are having associated with Keystone Cliff. I love that. That's awesome. Thank you. I love that program. It, it is, yeah. It I know a few, I have program. a few friends who have gone through it. And um, so it, it might, it might be on my bucket list. It might be, <laughs> <laughs> but I know it's really rigorous to apply for and get accepted to. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, congratulations on going through that whole process and being accepted to it. So yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. it, it was, it was, um, it wasn't a rigorous program in itself. <laughs> it was Absolutely. very time intensive, but I, I got a ton out of it and I made some fantastic relationships, which is obviously what we're talking about today. <laughs> Great question. Thank you for that one. Um, do you have any final word or advice to offer listeners with regards to growing and supporting your network? Well, is this the appropriate time where I can share a little oh, exciting. You, yeah, you got, okay? a little, you got a little giveaway. Let's yeah, hear all about yeah. it. Yes. Okay, awesome. Awesome. So uh, my team and I have put together this incredible, I mean, if you could see my face, I'm grinning from ear to ear, uh, guide called the Ultimate LinkedIn Profile Examples Guide. Okay, so, so hear me out. So in the years and years and years that I have interviewed clients, written their profiles, launched their profiles time and time and time and time again, you know, we're visual creatures as human beings and they want to see 
the before and after, the makeover, right? They want to see, hey, what should my profile look like? So finally, I got a brilliant idea of putting an ultimate LinkedIn profile examples guide together to help folks who get access to this boost and level up their LinkedIn profile uh, the right way. So this guide has more than 20 pages in it. Inspiration, the idea is to inspire people who get it in their inbox, who get access to it, inspire them with other top-notch profiles that I've cherry-picked and hand-selected because at the end of the day, you have a unique story. Your um, career, where you're going, who you're doing business with, where you came from is all unique to you, but I think it's valuable to see other people who are um, who are doing it well. So I've handpicked tons and tons and tons of examples. Um, and the idea with this is really so that you can get more time back on your watch when you're transforming your own profile. Uh, I recently uh, updated this guide and it now includes five bonus features to make sure you are using to uh, implement in your profile to stand out even more. So the offer, okay, so that's that's the whole like spiel on the guide itself. The offer is actually a 50%, 50 50% discount code uh, on the guide. So when you go to linkedintoit.com forward slash ultimate, because it's the ultimate LinkedIn profile examples guide. So linkedintoit.com forward slash ultimate and apply the code podcast50, podcast50, you'll get 50% off the guide. Fantastic. We will include all of that information in our show notes. Awesome. Um, And any other way uh, that people should reach out if they're interested in connecting with you? Oh yeah, well, I we, you you know as well as I do, LinkedIn, right? LinkedIn, so yep. LinkedIn, <laughs> yes, if you search uh, LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn Lindsay, Lindsay McMillian, uh, you can certainly find me there. And Lori, I love what you said in your intro. Um, please personalize your invitation. Tell me that you heard uh, my interview with you just so I've got some context of who you are. I am super intentional with building my network. So um, that's one place. And the second place, or I'll add two more, would be Instagram. I always tell folks, go easy on me. I'm newer on Instagram. Uh, (laughs) But if you go to LinkedIn Lindsay, so that's L-I-N-D-S-E-Y, LinkedIn Lindsay, you can find me on Instagram. A little peek behind the curtain into who I am, but also lots of great quick tips uh, there. And then my website, mcmillionconsulting.com. Love it. This is awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, thanks, Lori. It's been a great time together. Thank you. Absolutely. All right. This wraps up our episode of Social Capital. A huge thank you to LinkedIn, Lindsay, for taking the time to connect with us. And as mentioned before, and you've heard it from both Lindsay and me, let's connect on LinkedIn. We want to hear from you. We want to connect with you. We want to get to know you. Um, And I want to look, uh, looking forward to hearing from you shortly, hopefully. All right. I hope you have an amazing day and we'll catch you next time. That's all for this episode of the Social Capital Podcast. Visit socialcapitalpodcast.com for show notes, more episodes, and to see who will be on the show next. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next episode.